Hello, I'm Andrew Tuck, and you're listening to Tall Stories on Monocle 24, brought to you by the team behind The Urbanist, the show all about the cities we live in. Green space can often be hard to come by in our urban environments. For the city of Anchorage, Park Strip may often be covered in a white cloak of snow, but it's still the enduring example of enshrined green space in Alaska's largest city. To take us through the variety of uses this park has had since the birth of Anchorage, Gregory Scruggs brings us this tall story. Winters run long in Anchorage, Alaska, where the average temperature stays below zero degrees Celsius well through March. The deep freeze in Alaska's largest city means ice skaters and hockey players can enjoy an extended season at the outdoor ice rink along the downtown public space known as the Park Strip. This green space, green at least during Anchorage's brief summer, is 13 blocks long by one block wide. Its official name is Delaney Park, after an early city mayor. But in common parlance, Anchorageites call this patch the Park Strip. While modest in dimension, the Park Strip has played an outsized role in the young city's history. Anchorage was founded just over 100 years ago as a railroad construction camp in the then U.S. territory of Alaska. At first, Anchorage was nothing more than a tent encampment. But the American frontier mentality encouraged settlers to build an orderly city, and quickly. The 13 blocks of the Park Strip were actually the original township plat, though town founders soon moved the first city blocks elsewhere and incorporated in 1920. Instead, they left the park strip as a firebreak, a cleared stretch of land that would buffer the nascent city against a potential forest fire coming from the outskirts of town. In 1922, the firebreak was officially incorporated into the city of Anchorage to serve a wide range of needs for a frontier-era settlement. Quote, for fire protection and park purposes, and to furnish a suitable field for aeroplanes. Legend has it that during a July 1923 work party to further clear the strip of tree stumps, tractors dug up bottles of booze, an enticing buried treasure during the Prohibition era. Allegedly not much work got done for the rest of the day. For park purposes, the strip became a golf course. While hardly the old course at St. Andrews, the rough and patchy nine holes had a claim to fame as the northernmost links in the U.S. More practically, for the better part of a decade, the park strip served as Anchorage's runway. For isolated Alaskan towns, air service is an essential link to the rest of the world. The 420-meter landing strip, coupled with nearby power lines and prevailing strong north winds, tested the mettle of local pilots. By the 1930s, air traffic migrated to a better location. The streets surrounding the early park strip were also home to Anchorage's original red light district. A round of golf and a visit to the brothel before catching a bush plane embarking from a questionable runway? Sounds like a pre-statehood Alaskan holiday. Statehood, meanwhile, gave the park strip another raison d'etre. The 1958 decision to admit the 49th U.S. state is arguably the most significant moment in Alaskan history. The park strip hosted a bonfire, an odd choice perhaps for a firebreak, that attracted a good number of the city's nearly 45,000 residents who gathered to celebrate joining the union. By that point, the park strip had gone from seedy to stately, at least by Alaskan standards, with the municipal parks department installing the first proper recreational facilities. Today, there are softball fields, football pitches, volleyball and tennis courts, horseshoe pits, 
and the ice rink. The park strip, in short, has become a traditional park. Anchorage also grew into an international gateway for the largest U.S. state by area and the headquarters city for the state's sizable energy, minerals, and natural resources sector. The park strip has in turn taken on the trappings of a traditional civic space, with memorials to everything from Alaska's war veterans killed in action to civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr. The plaque honoring Pope John Paul II stirs many memories. He visited Anchorage in 1981 and gave an outdoor mass in frigid February, on the park strip, of course. From prostitution to the papacy, these humble 13 blocks have witnessed, and themselves embodied, Anchorage's evolution from frontier settlement to modern city. You've been listening to Tall Stories, a Monocle 24 production. Today's episode was written by Gregory Scruggs and produced and edited by David Stevens. Remember to tune in on Thursday for the full 30-minute edition of The Urbanist. I'm Andrew Tuck. Goodbye. Thank you for listening, city lovers. Music